This is Around the Table, where we explore the benefits of cooperative ownership. Today, we're talking with Jake Niederer, a senior director of phosphate risk management with CHS, about how the fertilizer industry is changing. Jake, why is improving fertilizer efficiency vital to the industry and farmers? There's a couple things, Jesse, that we have to take into account. One is what's being driven by change with the government, right? We've got government regulation that's uh, requiring and mandating some of these changes. And then the other thing, too, is just from a historical perspective, uh, farmers have always been the best stewards of the land. They've been the best environmentalists. They're there for the long term, right? They want to do the right thing. And so as science evolves, as technology improves, uh, they're, they're at the forefront of wanting the solutions to make their ground the most profitable and productive as possible. And, and ultimately, you know, that, that leads to great stewardship is what it does. Well, what are cooperatives doing to help farmers maximize their fertilizer investment? Absolutely. I, I think our place today is to work in hand in hand with these companies that are that are really pushing the agenda of research and developing new products, new technologies, or producing old products in new ways, right? So we've got a couple different things there that that we as the cooperative need to bring to the table. And that's the the new and improved solutions that evolve from all this different research and development going on in the marketplace. So as we think about a couple things, we've got nitrogen. Uh, production changes that are occurring to decrease the amount of carbon in that production process. And so we have a partnership with CF Industries that uh, we're very excited about. We we try to utilize in, in our footprint, and that will hopefully bring some of that, that low carbon produced nitrogen to the marketplace. Now, I'll, I'll be honest, that could go to the industrial sector, could go to the farming sector. A lot of it's going to be driven by need and economics. But uh, there, there's exciting things that are coming out of those type of changes. Um, in addition to that, we have partnerships with people who are developing new products and we're, we're working on uh, understanding when the right time is to bring those products forward so that they have the right research and development behind it to prove it out. And also that they're credible and reputable and will actually do the things that they claim they'll do. You know, there's been old products on the market today, nitrogen stabilizers that we have available today to help decrease the carbon footprint and to increase fertilizer efficiency. Some of those are phosphate fertilizer efficiency products as well as nitrogen stabilizers. And that's our role is to bring those forward and to make sure they're in in uh, inventory and on hand for growers and that we, we do the right job of educating the growers of those opportunities that are out there. Well, Jake, you mentioned it and brought it up here just a, a minute ago. We're hearing more about low-carbon fertilizer. What could that mean for growers? Well, as we understand it today, it ultimately means a higher cost of production, right? So we have to understand that, th that these changes in technology are a little bit more expensive, but it gives us an option to go capture a different way of growing our crops. And, and in some markets, this is going to be a, a necessary solution to figure out the carbon problem. Uh, the other part that's also evolving is there's industrial consumption of low carbon uh, uh, fertilizer. And so there's going to be competition for these products in the marketplace as we look for how do we solve the carbon footprint problem. These technologies are ever evolving. They've gone from being something that was kind of possible to now probable. There's new plants that are rolling out. We have different categories of these of these production points and then who's been able to decrease traditional production and we, and we call that one thing and then the, those that are going to use completely new technology and we call that another thing. And there's going to be continued improvements as we evolve in this industry and in this sector. Well, Jake, as our listeners make crop nutrient plans for next year, what should they know about the fertilizer supply situation? 
Sure. Uh, what we live and, and breathe every day, right? So, so I think the first thing to, to kind of keep in mind is that inventories in the United States, whether we're talking nitrogen fertilizers, phosphate fertilizers, are at some very low levels compared to historical normals. Um, production of domestic producers on, on the phosphate front have been down, and that's going to be a key factor that weighs on the, the buildup of stocks for this coming spring. Production of, of nitrogen here in the United States has been has been good, but we have had a few producers that have had some outages of a few very large plants. We've also seen exports of our tons go out of the United States. All of this is a balancing act and preparation for how do we position the import need for the United States market for the coming spring. And what it ultimately means is we're competing globally for products and commodities to to have here on hand for the for the growers when they're ready to apply the fertilizer. You think about that global competition, you go to the sources of where a lot of these fertilizers are made. They're made in very interesting parts of the world that are having some very major geopolitical events around them. We, we've got production of potash over in, in the uh, conflict zone of Israel right now. We have potash also being produced out of Belarusia and Russia, which is part of this you know conflict sanction zone at the moment. We have a lot of natural gas produced in the Middle East, which is very close to these uh, political hotbeds. And so these are things that we're concerned about. We've also seen just recently the Chinese government taking some steps to decrease the amount of exports. All of these kind of protectionist steps decrease the amount of supply available for the market. And so we're trying to keep a pulse on those things, knowing that 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 these changes are really huge drivers in price. Now, again, at the end of the day, the biggest thing is demand, right? How's demand going to be? What's that grain price relative to the amount of production that's available? But we still try and take into account, we are a net importer here in the United States for these major commodities, nitrogen or phosphate. And so we've got to look to the global market to go compete for these imports. And that's really why we're keeping an eye on these critical topics right now. Well, we've been talking today with Jake Niederer, a Senior Director of Phosphate Risk Management with CHS, about the fertilizer industry here on Around the Table. Jake, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Jesse. And thank you for joining us around the table. Learn more about the benefits of cooperative ownership at cooperativeownership.com.